This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Friends, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to another episode of Courage Cast. This week, I sit down with author and speaker TC Cannon. Now, before I get into that interview, I want to remind you really quickly to go to courageouscommunity.com, courageouscommunity.com, and sign up for the five steps to getting your confidence back. If you haven't done that yet, I encourage you to do that because that is a way for you to get an immediate boost. If you've been struggling with confidence, and we all are and have at any point in time in our lives, this is a quick way. It's a 12-minute video plus a short guide that will help you walk through what you really do have in your life. It'll take you through the steps which include gratefulness and realizing who you are in Christ and much, much more. So go ahead and go there, go to courageouscommunity.com and get your free PDF and video right there put together by yours truly. Thanks so much, guys. Well, today I have TC Cannon in the studio and we discuss the story behind her powerful book, Lord, Where's My Calling? What I love about TC is the depth she brings to every conversation. She just has this way of taking really difficult concepts like calling or purpose, which can be overwhelming to all of us, and simplifying them in the midst of their magnitude and how big they really are. Plus, she has taught my son at school. She's somebody that, that I know pretty well and I love to talk to her and her husband, Bill, whenever I get a chance to at school. They are great, great people. So down to earth, uh, really, really love TC. So on this episode, TC shares how she struggled for years over the concept of a calling, quote unquote, and how she overcame the fear that her life was lacking significance. I was really challenged by a lot of what we discussed, but one of the things was the two questions that TC asks God at the end of every day. The first one was, did I do anything to make you known, God, today? And the second is, did I do anything to know you better today? She feels like if she had done those two things, and she can point to two, those two things that she's done in the day, then her day is full and complete. TC and I sit down and we also discuss the trap of comparison and how it affects our hearts and moves us away from our purpose. So without further ado, let me introduce you and welcome TC Cannon to the Courage Cast. Well, I am sitting here across from, in my new studio, thank you for coming. You're one of my, my real first interviews sitting here. What an honor. Gosh, that's a big, (laughs) that's a lot of pressure, isn't it? Well, um, it is, but I'm going to (laughs) try. You can handle it. I knew you could. This is TC Cannon, everybody. Welcome TC to the Courage Cast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, 
I remember when we first started dialoguing, I think it was during football season last year, mm-hmm. and our sons play on, or did play, I don't, my son's not playing football this year, is yours? Ben is, but not Sam. Okay. So both of them were on the football team with both of my sons, mm-hmm. and um, we were just chatting about, I don't know how we got in this conversation, but I always liked you and Bill. Number one, you taught my son. Yeah, at, at uh, Grace Christian Academy. Yes. And um, I know he was just a total joy. He was the best ever. <laughs> he seriously was. He's great. Uh, well, you're a great teacher. Thank you. And um, he came home and he would always be telling me that you were his favorite teacher Aww. for the semester. And that was a big semester because it, he, that was his first year there. He was a sophomore and you were... Of really instrumental. And what did you teach him? What was the course? Um, it was his Bible class, but we were focusing on apologetics. Yeah. It was for a one semester class. Yeah. Um, so he learned a lot. He learned a lot and he grew a lot in that class. And then so that naturally led us to talk. And I, I, I really like you and Bill, your husband. Thank you. Um, I think he's uh, he's a definite keeper. He's, yeah. he's, what I liked about you both was that you both weren't afraid to talk to people like you would actually show sincere interest in Chrissy and I. Yeah. And that that really made a difference for us. It warmed us. I'm so glad. Yeah. So 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 we started talking about what it is that you're passionate about and you started sharing how when you were now you've done a, a lot of teaching and speaking in the past maybe you can touch on that but how you had for years had been caught up in your calling mm-hmm. and trying to, and as we all do, we all question, God, what am I called to do? Why am I here? And, you know, how did you make me unique? And, and all of those questions. So tell us a little bit about the setup to this book that we're going to talk about as well. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a good thing for us to ask God for direction in our lives. You know, we, we look at the life of Christ and we see him only doing what the Father told him to do. So when we ask God, what do you want me to do with my life? It's a good question. But for me in my life, over time, that question began to grow in importance. Um, the value of the answer that I was searching for was was becoming inflated. And so I began to notice that um, it was occupying my thoughts more and more. It was beginning to manipul- monopolize, not manipulate, but monopolize my prayer life. Um, I was just aching for God to tell me what my special calling was. And it actually kind of made me a horizon watcher, um, you know, just constantly searching for the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. and uh, Like looking for signs? Yeah, listening, you know, looking for signs. Um, it, it, you know, it's sometimes a little funny for me to admit some of the ways I was looking for them. Well, just... I love the book in that you're so comical about it, too. So tell us about some of that. That's okay. really good. Um, you know, Beyond just searching the word for specifics of possible things that the Holy Spirit would put a bell on for my own personal life, I would just be aching for people that I knew, maybe older, wiser people to feel led to give me a prophetic word, or, (laughs) you know, I would just join all these prophetic type newsletters, which I'm not speaking against, but I was doing it really quite selfishly, hoping that one of them might be led to speak directly to T.C. Cannon. 
<laughs> yeah, like, you know, I knew if they said my name, it was specifically from wow. the Lord, because that's not very uh, common name. What if but, they had said that, though, and it was completely off? I know. Well, and right? see, that's what I'm thankful for, having learned this big lesson I have, because I think us searching for things like that can be the setup for some crazy derailment mm. in our lives. But I remember even, you know, just becoming so anxious about feeling the need for this answer that sometimes my sweet husband, Bill, you know, he would call me from work and just to say, I love you. And I would be disappointed. Like I would feel this feeling of deflation because I was hoping. You <laughs> that know, I Bill would say, have a word for right, you. Right. I'm like, honey, thank you, but please don't call me back until someone has stopped by your office with a word straight from God telling me what I'm supposed to do with my life. And mm. even though that sounds kind of silly, it isn't far from the real truth. That's, That's where I was. How old were you at this point? And where were you in the course of your mothering and your roles as in your career? And kind of what had you been doing up till then? And what were you hoping to do? Yeah, well, it's, you know, looking back, it, it'll sound almost ridiculous probably mm -hmm. to listeners but at this point my my daughter was fully grown and my boys were teenagers and mm -hmm. so I had gone through seasons of you know having a newborn in one arm and a toddler on the other and homeschooling my daughter mm -hmm. and still every night once they were all in bed I asking God, you know, what's my calling? Mm -hmm. And then there was a season when I taught middle school in the public school system for years. I taught language arts, and I probably had hundreds of students over the years. And I was always trying to push the line as much as I could, um, the line of sharing truth and hope with them in the midst of a, a book we're discussing or something. Right. And yet I would come home from that and still say, Lord, What's my calling? It wasn't enough. It, it just, you know, the things that I did, including writing a book prior to this one and getting some opportunities to go speak, which people would think, wow, there's your answer. But no, every time it would be great while I was there. But every one of those things had the feel of just um, a training op, you mm. know, or this is a buildup. This is the lead up. And someday I'm going to hear God say this is your special calling. Yeah. Um, you know, so that you'll somehow arrive. Yeah. I will have arrived at something where all those things that I, that I had done that I would never have said were insignificant. They just always didn't feel like enough. Yeah. There was still something missing in me. And I thought it was needing to know my calling. Mm. Yeah. I think we can all relate to your stories um, of, of just, it never feels like enough. Like you, you never quite feel like you arrived. I often wonder, is that why we say more of you, Lord? Is that why we cry out more of you? Because in reality, he has already given us all of him, <laughs> but we're just not accepting all of him. Yeah. Right in the moment. I, yeah, I think that's a great point because what happened to me <clears throat> is that my desperate search for direction um, ended up kind of surpassing or overwhelming my desire to know the direction giver. Mm. I And I hate to even say that because all along I would have said, Lord, you're my everything. But my heart, my mind, my thought life and my prayer life would have revealed otherwise mm. because I was praying far more often. Yeah. To, to, for this answer. And I think it was, 
I think you've hit on something that a lot of times when we're saying more of you, God, we're really asking for more of what you give me. Mm. And and that's, um, you know, humbling to admit, but mm-hmm. that search for calling, because what what I was really aching for was a sense of significance that the other things I had been doing didn't seem to really give me. Mm-hmm. And I had been led to believe and I don't want to put the blame on the church in general, but I think we've all done it a little bit to each other when we puff each other up and go, oh, you're you're meant for greatness. Yes. And, you know, you're a kingdom changer. And, right. Well, and it's true, but our definitions of those things are so different than God's. And yep. I think we've somehow messed it up by thinking it's equated to um, platform and numbers and... Well, it's it's unfortunate. We're, we're in the society where social media feeds that to us all the time. We compare ourselves constantly to what other people's lives look like online, and we're we're sort of looking. We're we're instead of living our lives, we're looking at other people live their lives, and 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 comparison runs runs rampant for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. So, how did you? How did you get? How did it says here? Uh, Webster to the rescue. Is that? Is that? <laughs> Was that sort of the, what was the moment for you where you sort of pivoted and changed Yeah, became aware of it? Um, it's, it's pretty funny that Webster's dictionary could actually be attributed to saving my life, <laughs> but um, I guess it's fitting since I was a language arts teacher for so many yep. years, but... God does he, have a little bit of a sense of humor he too. He does. Mm-hmm. Um, really, in one of my prayer times of just desperation, I felt really led to pull the dictionary out and look up the word calling. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever really look up the definition to that word because I had always just assumed I knew what it meant. Mm-hmm. And then I was prompted to look up the word purpose. Mm. And at first I kind of thought those were synonymous. I've always been led to believe they meant basically the same thing. What's your purpose? What's your calling? Mm-hmm. And anytime I've heard teachings or read books regarding those two terms, the lines are always blurred. I'm noticing it more and more. They, yeah. s- they are blurred. You made me aware of it as soon as you started talking like this a yeah. year and a half ago. And it's amazing how much of a difference just learning the, the difference between the definitions of these two words, um, the difference it's made in my life. Mm-hmm. And so what I found is that calling is basically a career, a vocation, or a profession, mm. which really boils down to a J-O-B. Mm-hmm. But the definition of purpose is the reason for which something exists. Mm. So I I looked at those two definitions. In fact, I wrote them down next to one another and began to really look at that. And the Lord, you know, He uses different things for all of us. But for me, it immediately brought to mind an analogy. Um, and I don't know if you want me to share that yet or not, but I want you to share it. Okay. I, as I began to ponder the difference, and it's significant, I think we would all agree the difference between these two words is oh, significant. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Really, because either. for, you know, the word purpose meaning the reason for which we exist, mm-hmm. I don't want my job to be the reason for which I exist. <sighs> Thankfully. Yeah. And which means 
I don't want my calling to be the reason for which I exist. But for some reason, I was led to believe that that was the goal of why mm-hmm. I exist is when I found out that calling, that mm-hmm. special calling, mm-hmm. um, then I would know what I'm all about. What's TC all about? Right. Um, well, the analogy that the Lord used to help me unpack this significant difference is um, using a very intellectually complex principle of a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Just okay. Me. Yes. So good. Since I need spent- <laughs> something really like simple. You no, know, I don't want this to intimidate anyone, okay. but the analogy involves a vacuum and some rugs. Okay. Um, so I just began to think of a vacuum cleaner and the purpose for which it exists. Mm-hmm. The reason why a vacuum exists is to suck, to suck up dirt. <laughs> right. And right. so another way we could describe a vacuum is the, a dirt sucker. Mm. Vacuum cleaners. All of them are dirt suckers. Mm-hmm. That is their primary purpose. Mm-hmm. And I began to think about, okay, um, what if a vacuum cleaner was taken to a palace but stuck in a, in a closet all day long? Mm. Would that vacuum, if it had feelings, put its head on the pillow at night feeling like it was fulfilled? Mm. And I doubt it because it wasn't doing the thing for which it was created. And then I thought, well, if you took a vacuum to a shack and it vacuumed, it got to suck up dirt all day long, how fulfilled would that vacuum be? Yeah. And like, wow, majorly yeah. fulfilled. Because it wants to feel used. It, it wants to, it useful. needs to be about the thing for which it was created. It's, mm-hmm. it's the reason it's, it exists. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but what if a vacuum was taken to a palace and sucked up dirt all day long? Right. And this is where the Lord kind of stuck me, you know, stuck it to me, like, which one is the better thing now? Mm. And I was like, well, of course, the the palace, mm-hmm. you know, that's the Because you get the palace vacuum. and you get work. Right. And mm-hmm. that's far better. Or the reason. And that's where the misperception comes for us, I think, because really they're not any better. Neither one, the shack, the vacuuming in the, the shack or the palace, they're both living their purpose to the full. And and the the key is that it's not up to the vacuum. Yeah. It's up to the one who purchases it. Mm. And as I began, like I even still get goosebumps when I think about this, because the way the Lord really impressed this upon me personally was just to say, I'm the one who bought you. Mm. I need you to be okay with wherever I am putting mm. you. Mm-hmm. And so I began to see this analogy clearly like, but then the next question is, well, what are humans for? You know, because what am I, what is the reason mm-hmm. for which I exist? Right. Because you figured out the vacuum cleaner. You figured right. out all the other utensils in your house, you right. know, it, but now let's talk about you. Right. Yeah. And, and what'd you come to? Well, and that is where I began searching through the Bible, and there are countless scriptures, and I'm not super great at remembering addresses of all of them, but I do have them listed in the book. But just looked through the Word, because mm-hmm. to know the reason for which humanity exists, we need to ask the creator of humanity, mm-hmm. just like we would want to know from a manufacturer of a vacuum. Yeah. You know, so over and over and over again, it really just boils down to this, that Humanity is created to glorify God. We're created to be the image bearers mm-hmm. of God on earth. Mm. And there's so much richness and depth in that, uh, that, you know, 
I, I wrote lots of things about this, and it, you, we, I don't think we'll ever really come to the end of being amazed at what this truly means. Mm-hmm. Co-regents, reflectors. But when I think about the word magnify... You Wait, know, co-regents, reflectors, what do you mean? Like we, when we are God created to be like co-regents on earth, we're here to, to help God... You know, the creation mandate in and of itself is to go out and to multiply and to cultivate and to take care of. Mm -hmm. And so in that description of being a God glorifier comes so many amazing aspects. There's a limitless richness to what that means and and the or how that's expressed. Right. And the privilege of it. Mm -hmm. Um, When you look up the word glorify, you'll see that it it can mean magnify. Mm -hmm. And the way I help myself and even students at times understand, well, what does it actually mean to be a God glorifier? Mm -hmm. That word magnify makes a little more sense to me because Mm -hmm. when I think of a magnifying glass, I understand immediately what that does. It makes something easier to be seen. Yeah. So as God glorifiers or God magnifiers, Mm. the reason we exist is to make God known, to make him easier to see Mm. here on earth, no matter what we're doing. And and part, part of his heart, part of his character, part of his plans to help make that easier to see on earth. And, um, it's it's pretty incredible when you when you think about how easy that is to do on a daily basis no matter where you are without any training mm-hmm. my purpose so vacuums are dirt suckers humans are god glorifiers mm-hmm. that's what that's the reason for which we exist right and um you know I don't want. I can keep going on and on if oh, you want I, me to. But no, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 captivated. I'm, I'm kind of uh, just I'm formulating a question, but I'm not there yet. So if you if you were going to talk about something specific, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to be a speaker. big mouth here. No, Laugh. you're a speaker. You're a speaker. You're a, good, a great speaker. Well, thank um, you. Yeah, have you started talking about the book? I've actually been sharing this message here and there even before I wrote it, kind yeah. of just testing the waters. And You shared it at Brave Worship Conference with I Chrissy. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've shared it at some women con- women's conferences as a- and at my church. And ev- every time there's people with just in tears. Are people just relieved? They're relieved. It's, it's a relief, isn't it? It's such a yeah. relief. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I'm not coming down on the concept of having a calling. I do mm-hmm. believe God calls us to things. It's Well, just, you even ask, that's a question. Do, do you really, why, why do you believe God? So God gives us a specific calling, like he called Abraham to populate the earth? Yes, but even like, I, you know, I'm called to be a mom. Right. I'm called to be a wife. Mm-hmm. And at times, my even my my career will change. I just think that callings come and go. Yeah. I, I, I'm called I, to teach these students for this right. semester or this year. My my The whole thing I've learned is, yes, I'm still going to always ask God for direction. What do you want me to be doing with my life this season? And I'll right. pray about it. And, you know, I, I'm not going to be paralyzed if I don't have some dynamic sign from right. above. So it I'm took away the moving. paralysis. You just keep moving. You just keep moving because another analogy that I, I'm such I an analogy. I can't wait for analogy. I love analogies. I'm such an analogy geek. Mm-hmm. But another thing was, you know, I felt like what I was waiting for was this red carpet calling. Mm-hmm. This something where even <laughs> something the heavenly host would descend and there'd be, da, 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 here's you get your the calling. dream. You Walk get the you dream. In it. 
it, you know, and it would just be so profound. But so I call that my red carpet calling that I was waiting on. And in all of my studies and in all of this experience of these epiphanies, the Lord just really put it on my heart, um, kind of from reading Psalm 16, where he says, the boundary lines I have placed for you are in pleasant places. Mm. And it just brought to mind, you know, this isn't, you know, a theological treatise on that (laughs) verse or those that chapter, but it brought to mind an area rug. Mm. And so (laughs) what I feel like God's teaching us or showing us is instead of looking for this red carpet, live on your area rug. It's so much more beautiful. It's hand-stitched. Those are the boundary lines of our lives. Whatever Mm. my area rug is, that's the boundary lines he has placed for me in this season. And he is capable of turning it into a flying carpet any time he wants. Mm -hmm. He can move me around. But if I focus on what is in my life today, rather than constantly hoping for what's coming yeah. or what might come. It's it's an insult to God because it's not enough. It's nev- It was like, never enough. You're telling God, this right. isn't enough. What you've given me today isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I honestly, and this is kind of a tangent, but I feel like it may be the reason why um, churches sometimes are hurting for volunteers for things like the children's ministry. I know this is a tangent. <laughs> My husband's a children's pastor, so I have to put this plug in. You know, maybe it doesn't feel like enough. It's not big enough. Yeah. Well, I think we're missing a lot of the divine in the daily yeah, and the majestic that you can find in the mundane. Mm. And it's always there to find. I can sometimes, I mean, I almost cry when I think about what I've missed mm. over those years mm-hmm. and not understanding the beauty of the boundary lines that God's placed for me yeah, individually. You talk about comparing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did that a lot, yes. right? So yes. tell us... Um, I love stories where you pretty much where people sort of <laughs> talk about all their their embarrassing moments or things that they're not so proud of because we all need to hear them because we do them all the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, tell me what are some of your stories about comparison that you recollect? Yeah, well, and what did it do to you? I think you know, in addition to comparison, what searching for a calling did to me mm-hmm. um, was it made people contacts. It made a coffee date a networking event. Ah. It made any time I did get a speaking engagement, this was a platform builder. Mm. You see what it did to me? It changed these things that could have been a moment to connect with another person over coffee and really just enjoy her or him. Or a time to actually get to experience a moment at a retreat. It, It ruined the beauty of the moment of it and made it just a stepping stone. Mm. It made everything a stepping stone. Like, how can these people help me move forward? And that is embarrassing. I mean, Mm. honestly, it's, it's, it's nothing that I would have overtly said, yes, I'm meeting you so that you can make me a better me. (laughs) But in the background, it was always going on. Maybe Mm. this is the coffee date that's going to open the door. It would always let you down then, wouldn't it? Every time. Yeah. I would leave disappointed because I'd be waiting for that follow-up call. Yeah. I know you're going to be disappointed after our time together. No, (laughs) I'm not. This is great. But because I'm not looking for you to be my door opener anymore. I love it. I'm just thankful for the opportunity to share. And usually when you're not looking for someone to be the door opener, 
Sometimes you're pleasantly surprised that the door does open because you obeyed and you were obedient to what God, an appointment that he divinely gave to you. Right. And and what's beautiful is not living for my calling anymore and being more focused on purpose has taken away that temptation mm. and that trap because mm-hmm. uh, it is a trap. Yeah. And even, even when I tried my hardest not to think that way. It was always in the background Mm -hmm. of my mind. And I would be more and more, you know, I'd go home and I'd wait for that follow-up call. And the more it didn't come, the more disappointed I would become. And and when you're waiting on your calling and it's not coming, you Mm. can't help but notice all the other people that seem to have opportunity just knocking a hole through their door. (laughs) And then you start analyzing, well, what's wrong with me? And well, Mm. I know such and such about him. And why is he getting all the breaks? And (laughs) if you only knew how he treats his wife or you know you right. start because it tempts you to mm. then begin to tear others down or build yourself up right you know well i may not have adopted nine children from africa but i've right. got a master's degree you know you're trying to like position <laughs> you're positioning yourself mm. and whether we want to or not it's just one of the traps i try to in the book i discuss some of the traps mm-hmm. you know some of the pitfalls yeah. of living a calling focused life. Mm. We we may not even notice that we're doing these things, but it and not everyone is. I always admit that I'm I'm I could possibly be the most goofball person in the universe, <laughs> but I suspect others have been there with me. Uh it's just been fabulous to be set free from that comparison trap as much as possible. And we all have to guard ourselves from it regularly. Well, it comes back, right? Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. especially whenever you log on social networks Mm -hmm. and, you know, the first time I see somebody traveling to Greece and I can't afford it, I have to check my heart. (laughs) I can't go. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. Then we, a little wine is okay, but then you need to, you need to kind of let it go. So what are some, what are some legitimate, action steps that we can take? What are some things that help us to live from a purpose? I, I, I'm saying purpose-driven life. Yeah. That's not what I mean, but focused. you know, purpose-focused uh, way of living. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do it? Are there steps? Well, or- the first thing I would want to say is that being a God glorifier is our primary purpose. And all of us have the exact same primary purpose as humans, mm-hmm. which is great. We don't need to compete because we have the same. Yeah. You're a God glorifier. I'm a God glorifier. Mm-hmm. But just as vacuums are different, mm-hmm. you know, there's shop vacs, there's vacuums that suck up dirt underwater, you know, there's right. dust busters. Mm-hmm. They all do it in a different way. They all are uniquely fashioned to suck up dirt in an effective way in a certain arena. Mm-hmm. I can take the dust buster to a construction site and it's not going to feel very fulfilled. I mean, it'll do a little bit, but it's not going to, that's not the arena that it's best suited for. Mm -hmm. And so this is where I kind of recommend, you know, all those skills tests or personality tests or any of that that you've done, which I did all of them, Mm -hmm. constantly (laughs) trying to figure myself out. You can get caught. That's a trap. It is. And Mm -hmm. the spiritual gifts tests and all of this, which I'm not, you know, I think there's a purpose for, but it can become crazy. But look back on all the data from that and look back at your whole life and figure out what are the arenas in which I seem to end up. Mm -hmm. And when I'm there, I I feel like God's using me there, or Mm -hmm. there's good feedback when I'm in this arena, or this seems to to line up with my personality or my skills. And then, then you can begin to see, okay, this is the type of God glorifier I am. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm not an athlete. Mm -hmm. I'm not a singer. I'm not going to be a God glorifier that's, you know, in uh, Wall Street. Mm-hmm. That's not the kind of God glorifier I am. Uh, I typically end up teaching, whether it be 
at G, you know at a school language mm-hmm. arts class church class mm-hmm. i like to write so i i've, I've kind of figured out i'm a communicator mm-hmm. of sorts whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm not going to waste my time and i'm not going to try to i'm not going to frustrate my heart by putting myself in these arenas that that you know trying to be um a shop back when i'm when i'm a dustbuster right but right. i want to be you know if you take that dustbuster into the laundry room after your kids have been to the beach right it's going to clean up some sand mm-hmm. and 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 that's the thing is we need to remember it's not about you know comparing these jobs we have mm-hmm. it's looking at did i do anything to make you known today father did i do anything to know you better today these are the two questions I ask myself now every day. Mm. Not nothing to do with platform. Say those again. No, yeah, nothing to do with adventure. Mm-hmm. It's number one. Did I do anything to get to know you more today, Father? Because I can't make him known if I don't know him. Right. So what did I do to get to know you? Mm. And in today's world, that is so easy to do. Even if you're not a reader, put what on are some a, things? Yeah, podcasts. Mm-hmm. There's iTunes U. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm such a geek on this. I, Have you used it? Yeah, I've yeah, never used I've iTunes I've used U. it all the time. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because now it's, it is academic, but it's got hundreds of universities on there, including many seminaries, mm-hmm. where you can go on and, you know, I would ask your friends for reputable seminaries, because some of them are a little off-center now. Sure. But, um you can you can find a class on um, church history or Old Testament right. theology. I mean, you can find anything on there for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's great books, blogs galore. Yeah. So uh, some people though they live there, they live in the l- learning about God. Right. So you don't want to just right? keep it there, but that is an essential piece. Yeah. So the two questions is God, what did I do to get to know you today? And number two, what did I do to make you known? Mm-hmm. And that can be done from home. Mm-hmm. That could be with my children. That could be just with my husband. That could be expressing God's forgiveness, God's compassion to my family, picking up the phone, calling a friend, or it can be going out and speaking to a, an audience of a thousand. It can be arranged at Kroger. I had an opportunity one time. I was talking to the guy at the deli. He was having a really bad day, and I could tell. And I just. He was cutting the salami he, way too thick. Yeah. I mean, he was just down, and I just thought, you know. I can just ask him how he is. And even in that, mm-hmm. I'm I'm reflecting part of God's heart that he cares. Yeah. It doesn't have to be always some deep theological thing. Yeah. Like you don't have to st- preach a gospel message. No. You're preaching time. a message. You're preaching an aspect of it by being kind. Right. To somebody. And, you know, some people, oh, people poo-poo that though. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, oh, well, you know, that's that's good and all, but. It's just not enough. Like so, then that's where you have to yeah. be aware of. Well, and you have to know that that's not where we, as the believer, we don't want to settle for that. Like mm-hmm. I don't want my full, the depth of my right. faith, right. to for, for it to be that shallow. I think for me, as a Christ follower, <clears throat> for me to settle with, well, I'll just let my light shine by living right. as a kind person. That's a cop out on my end. Yeah. But now, as far as what the world perceives, I don't think it's a cop out yeah. because you got to start somewhere. You've got to build relationship. You can't just come into someone's life and start preaching, preaching. systematic theology. 
technology right, to expect right. them to be in, you know undone. So I, 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 I agree and I disagree with the poo-pooing of this concept. I understand it's we don't want to have a shallow faith, so we need to be digging in and studying, knowing the why for right. what we believe, because there's a lot of questioners out there these days. There's a lot of skeptics, and but, even in the church. But you don't have to be a theologian. Like I'm not a theologian, yeah. but I consider what I'm doing with the Courage Cast a daily or a weekly um, dose of 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 him. Exactly. You know, it's my way of of using the gifts that he's used me called me to <laughs> called me to the purpose, the reason for why I exist is yeah. to, is to shine, and, and this is the way I yeah I shine. Um, so I think like what you just said isn't really uh, isn't wrong. I think that our callings are the are the um, the word just slipped my mind. The tools, the the avenue, or the the. Yeah, like the, gosh, the way mm-hmm. through which we do we live on purpose. The vehicle, mm-hmm. our callings are the vehicle. Yeah, it's not it's not the cargo. Yeah, it could be a number of things. But another thing that you said that I think is really important is that it's about the daily. It's just about the daily things mm-hmm. that add up to a a purpose focused life. Right. You know, uh, it's it's doing the things where you're just asking, did I do something today to learn about him right. more about you? And did I do something that, um, what was it? The second to one make you know. to make you known. Exactly. Right. Um, because then I'm filled, I'm fuller, I'm more full than I was the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or I'm, I've, I've added a new aspect, even if it's just a small thing. Mm-hmm. And it usually is a small thing. That's the thing. It's it, the yeah. beautiful thing. Is it? It's a, it's a small it's a small thing that adds up. And I think the small things are big to God. Mm. You know how most things are upside down in God's kingdom? Yes. I think these words we use are mm-hmm. upside down too. Mm-hmm. When we say we're going to be these mountain moving kingdom changers, <laughs> we have these visions of grandeur. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I don't think those are lies. I just think that we're that when God says it, he's thinking of the, the daily. Yeah. And and you can see that concept throughout the word, the faith you know, of a child from the manna. Mm-hmm. Like don't eat, don't manna. collect more than today. Right. And I, so I don't think it's a stretch to say God wants us to li- find the divine in the daily. Yeah. To live the daily, and that it's the daily. Yeah. The daily carrying around the Redeemer. We have mm-hmm. the Redeemer in us. We mm-hmm. carry Him wherever we go. We carry His love wherever we go. And one step at a time, we are changing things. We're changing yeah. minimally the environment that's right around us for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Stewarding the resources and yeah. the abilities and the gifts that He's entrusted us with. Right. Which He has. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not prom- promoting us all just becoming these. Autobots that all look identical because that's not what no. he's created. We we do have the same primary purpose, but we have different personal purposes mm-hmm. based on the specific, unique ways that God's made us. And I love that about Him. Yeah, just we, get about the business of being that way, being you, mm-hmm. just be you, knowing, and just you can have that fulfilled life every day. I guess that's what I really want for people is to not go to bed with that anxious emptiness, thinking you're missing something or you blinked too long or the train <laughs> left the station and you were busy scratching right. your head and you, you know, you missed it or. <laughs> oh you gosh, know. you can make yourself crazy doing yeah, that kind of stuff. You yeah. That's no wonder why we deal with so much anxiety and mm-hmm. so much issues. If we would just have the relief. Yeah. Uh, of have that burden off of us that we, we aren't in control anyway. 
right. of it all. So we do the best we can. He's and we're the grateful. owner. He's the vacuum owner. That's right. That's right. Sometimes <laughs> we break down, but he's always faithful to fix us. Yeah, that's so, right. All right. Well, I can go on and on about vacuum cleaner uh, analogies, <laughs> but um, I really enjoy talking with you, TC. Thank you. You're, uh, you're a lot of fun. Uh, very conversational. Your other book actually is is very amusing as well. What was the title of that? <laughs> that one's called it's a long my, one. Yeah, my big bottom blessing. Yes, how hating my body led to loving my life. Yeah, it's a good one too. Thank you. We all need to hear that. <laughs> yes. Um, no matter what the size of your bottom. That's right. It's really not about weight. It's more about weight of wounds and lies. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so you're going to be speaking on this book, which is called "Lord, Where's My Calling." When the big question becomes a big distraction, TC Cannon, everybody, you need to you need to pick this up. Um, it's very, it's, it's just fun to read. It's very, uh, it's light in a way, but it's also very weighty. You have a good way of kind of mixing the two. Very conversational. Thank you. Uh, you you write like you talk, um, and that's a good good quality. Uh, and what I like also about it is you've got um, how about you in the back. Yeah. Of every chapter. At the end of every chapter, there's kind of like, okay, well, that's enough about me. Let's talk about you and mm-hmm. what hits you the most. Good discussion questions. Yeah. Good for small groups. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's one thing that you'd like me to take away or listeners to take away about this book or about you, that would sort of be the final words about this that you'd love for people to carry. Big takeaway. What would What would it be? Well, my my hope and prayer for people who are listening today or read the book is just that they will realize that they have access to a totally changed life today. Mm. That that it's just it's something they've had purpose is something they've had since before beginning of time. The Bible says God had us in mind mm-hmm. and even all the good works we would walk in. Yeah. But so that there's no reason to try to work up or get better or strive for Perform. purpose. Purpose is yours. Mm-hmm. And I, I would hope that it would set people free like it's done me. I, I'm not kidding when I say I was on the brink of just real depression mm-hmm. because I just for so many years praying for this and I don't feel it at all anymore. Yeah. It's really changed my life. And my hope is just for people to have a changed life and to be who they are and to be able to just take that weight off. Like you mentioned, yeah. that's exactly what people have told me is they just feel like there's this huge weight mm. off of them. Yeah. And that's what I would want. Okay. That's fantastic. And what I think we'll do here after this interview's over is I will I I want to give some listeners uh, is there a chapter in here um that has some scripture that that they can hold on to and some true true kind of action steps to help unpack some of the stuff in the past forgive themselves and be able to move forward um, is there some specific chapter you'd want people to focus on and hear about that? Um, well, I can't remember right offhand which one it is, but I do know there's a lot of scripture in there that talks mm-hmm. about um, purpose and God's goodness mm-hmm. and also even just why it's such an amazing thing to be a God glorifier because we have such a good God who loves us so much. And yeah. um, hopefully through reading that, there will be that sense of, not shame or condemnation from what we've not seen, mm-hmm. but the joy of what we are seeing. Yeah, uh, because 
that's the direction we want to be going is forward. Yeah. And it's such a um, important for us to realize that the, the enemy does seek to steal, kill, and destroy. And yes. one of the ways he does that is through lying to you about your purpose or mm-hmm. your calling. Yeah. Um, so be aware of that. Do battle uh, in prayer. I think that's a big point that I'm going to take away as well from our conversation. Yeah. All right, TC Cannon, thank you so much for coming on the Courage Cast. Thank you for having me. And uh, christening this uh, new studio <laughs> we've got in here. It's an honor. Now, when we get off air, we'll talk about The Walking Dead and your love of it. Okay. <laughs> Secretly. Yes, my secret love of The Walking Dead. <laughs> TC Cannon, no, thanks a secret for secret anymore. Now, now, cat's out of the bag. You're never going to get. You're never going to get any speaking engagements now. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're awesome. Thanks, TC. Thank you. Well, there you have it, my conversation with T.C. Cannon. Here are a few takeaways from this episode. First, small things are big to God. Doing little things or choosing small kindnesses throughout the day reflect the heart of God. Second, humanity is created to glorify God. We are created to be image makers and God glorifiers, to inspire others to see Jesus in everyday life, And lastly, don't let your search for direction overwhelm your desire to know the direction giver. TC Cannon has two books out that I highly recommend and I'm going to link to in the show notes. She was a blast to interview, so relatable and gracious. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts this week on the Patreon page at patreon.com slash couragecast or at the Courageous Community on Facebook. Well, you know what that music means by now. It means we're closing this episode of the Courage Cast. I want to announce next week's guest. It's Megan Mitchell, the founder of I Was Created to Be. Pretty exciting what she's up to. Well, I want to promote Patreon, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash couragecast. That is the way to connect with us deeper and support and become a patron of the Courage Cast to make this these episodes possible and, the, and these interviews possible. I sure appreciate your support. Don't forget to get your free confidence PDF and video by visiting courageouscommunity.com and pick up your five steps to getting your confidence back. If you enjoy this podcast, take 30 seconds and give this podcast a rating and review on iTunes. I sure appreciate it. Thanks to Matt Price at mattpriceonline.com for providing the great bumper music for this show. For now, I'm Eric Nordoff, and I'm going to be back next week with Megan Mitchell for another great episode of The Courage Cast. Until then, keep choosing to be courageous. Courageous.